Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Bevelations, our Wednesday interview edition. I'm back with another fun, exciting interview. Uh, last week's episode uh, was definitely very uh, polarizing. I've gotten lots of feedback from people inside and outside of the Philadelphia performance community. And I think that's actually a really good thing. It has uh, definitely opened my eyes to a lot of different perspectives here uh, within the community. And uh, this week, I actually, um, our guest this week, Kitty Devereaux, reached out to me uh, in response to last week's podcast and offered to be uh, my next interview. And I actually thought that was a great idea because um, I think it represents the other side of the uh, argument that Maria and I uh, didn't certainly set out to take on last week, but uh, seems to be the, the takeaway that most people have focused on. So I want to apologize to those that were offended by what was said last week. Um, it's certainly not my intention to offend everyone at the end of the day. Uh, this is just my simple little podcast that I started to um, to do something fun for myself and for anyone who wanted to listen. And it is simply one or two people's opinions, and I think it should be taken as such. But even so, I do want to represent uh, every um, per, uh, perspective within the community. And I am presenting this interview without any editing. Um, there might be some things that I say that people don't necessarily still agree with. Um, I am a work in progress. I'm trying hard to uh, have my eyes open and my mind open to different things. And I think this is a really great interview. So I invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy this interview with Miss Kitty Devereaux. Bye. Today we are joined by Kitty Devereaux. Kitty is a hyper-drag queen and burlesque performer in Philadelphia. She has been active in the Philadelphia performance scene for over a year and has been seen in previous competitions such as Philly Faux Drag Wars, Miss Everything, and Big Mouth. She has also been seen in shows such as Wavelengths, Get Hype, Queer Space, and up next for her is Queer People of Color on April 28th. Currently, she is a member of Burlesque, a body positivity burlesque troupe, and is it fuck, see, look, I did it. I told you I was, I was gonna fuck it up. <laughs> it's okay. And is in a spin-off, all-female version of that show called Sister Bear. Welcome, Kitty. Hey. Hi. Welcome to my humble abode. Thank you. We're both enjoying a lovely, uh, delicious blush right out of a, yes, a box. Cheers. Yes, cheers. Cheers. You didn't get an ice cube for yourself. No, not the second She's time. already on her second glass. I, I love am. it. It's going to be so a good So hi. Good welcome. One. Thank you for having me. I wanted to have you here after the uh, controversy of last week. After <laughs> the wonderful podcast But we'll get, we'll get to that. We'll get <laughs> okay. to that. Let's, well, let's start, as I say, let's start at the beginning, a very good place to start. Uh -huh. So where are you from? I am from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Um, born and raised there. Where is that for those that don't know? Uh, about an hour and 15 minutes away. It's um, more towards Allentown, Lehigh Valley mm. area. Okay. So I uh, went to Catholic school there, then Liberty High School. And um, most recently I moved here now from Allentown. I was living in Allentown. Okay. And did you, did you go to college? I did not. Oh, okay. <laughs> I registered. No. <laughs> I got Yay. that far. Yay. And then I was and like, fuck this. Per, well, yeah, I mean, I have a, like I said before, I have a theater degree that I used to be a drag queen, so... That's nice. And a lot of student loan debt. I got so knocked yay. up. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't go to college, but I got knocked up. Oh, okay. So, you know. Okay. Well, 
And um, what bring what brought you to Philly? Um, drag Wars. I had been seeing Drag Wars, the faux drag queen competition online for a few years. Okay. And I was in a relationship, and that relationship it did not enable me to do anything outside of the relationship. Okay. So when the relationship ended in 2015, I was feeling very depressed and very low. And lo and behold, I saw the Drag Wars thing again online, and mm-hmm. I decided that I was going to do something different. Oh, fun. So I went and I... That. And you competed in and that. And I competed in the faux drag wars. And you yeah. were fabulous. Thank and you. your mentor was Mr. Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. And she was fabulous. She was, was fabulous. I keep, I've been asking to have those fuckers on here. Oh, really? Uh, I, it's, we have to figure out a different setup because there's like three there's of like them. There's like three of them. And yeah. I have one microphone. <laughs> just, I have Alexis. Just move it around Alexis, the Google woman, as we've now come to call her because of my mother. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, you were fabulous. I remember you. And now you're Thank involved you. in. Bearless. I am, yes. Which we're both involved in. Yes. We're the ones that only get to do it in Philly. We're not popular we're enough. We're not popular to- <laughs> enough to go outside of the state. No. We're not we're not sexy boys who take their clothes no. off, so we don't get to go to any of the other that's okay. um the other things. So that's fun. And I she's wearing a comedy and tragedy mask uh, necklace. So you're you're have always been in theater. I'm theater. I've been doing theater since high school. Um again, I stopped after high school because I got pregnant. I I did the whole mother thing. And then I started in theater again. Again, in 2009, I had um, a, a boyfriend, an ex-boyfriend of mine pass away. Mm. And after he passed away, he was only 30 years old. Sorry so Thank you. After he um, passed away, I decided to um, stop living my same mundane life and start theater again. So I started doing theater again in 2009. Did you sing? Uh, no. Oh, okay. I don't know if you meant music, <laughs> no, no. If, it was just, if it was musical theater. I'm or... really good at monologues. So okay, perfect. Know. Perfect. Speaking of monologues, you just produced the and vagina direct, did you direct it as well? I did, yes. The Vagina Monologues. Yes. Tell us about that. I did that here and I did it in Bethlehem. Oh, So I okay. did two shows. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's by Eve Ensler, who's... Mm-hmm. Uh, did these monologues. She interviewed over 200 women, talked to them about their vagina, talked to them about sex, about their bodies, mm-hmm. and then she made monologues off of them. Mm-hmm. Vagina monologues is actually the first thing I did in 2009 coming back into theater, okay. which is why it holds a little bit of a special, special place, place for me. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I directed it here and in Bethlehem. Okay. Yeah. And the one here in Philly was a benefit for... Um, it was. It was. It was a benefit for... Well, we did it at the William Way Center, and... Oh, man. Why, now you're making me go blank. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was a benefit for a very worthy cause um, that I'm sure <laughs> appreciated all Bethlehem of the Bethlehem was turning point of the Lehigh Valley. Okay. Um, that was Bethlehem. I'll get I'll get it That's at the fine. end of the I'll podcast. include it in the in the before yes, and after yes. thing in the beginning <laughs> in my in my, my editor's notes, if you will. And so, um, so now where did the name Kitty Devereaux come from? Did, did Fahrenheit choose that for you? No, Fahrenheit wanted to name me Banana Republic, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Of like, course he would. I um, was like, no. Of course he would. I was like, I can't even fit in Banana Republic clothing, so you're not going to name me Banana Republic. Um, I thought of Kitty Devereaux like years before, because mm. um, I always wanted to be a drag queen, even before I knew girls could do that. Mm-hmm. So I Kitty comes from the fact that I have a real vagina, and okay. Devereaux from um, Blanche Devereaux from the Golden oh, okay. Girls. So. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, I was like, I don't know about you, Miss Kitty, but I feel so much yummier. So That's much what yummier, yes. When I hear your name. So, um, so you talked a little bit about the, the Philly Drag Wars Folk Queen uh, cycle, and as 
we'll talk about the uh, the the elephant in the room, if you will. So last week's podcast for those, uh, pause now and go listen to it if you haven't listened to it already. Yes, uh, with Miss Maria Topcat. I listened to it four times. Did you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But that's fine. No, you reached out to me and you were like, I really would like to come on. And as a hyper queen performer, Mm -hmm. give your opinion on the matter. And I thought that was a great thing because um, last week when we actually recorded that a while ago, Mm because I put these in the you're I'm I'm bumping you. I'm bumping you to the front. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Putting some other bitches in the the time machine. Thanks. But uh, we kind of threw a, a wine haze said some things that upset some people, and I wanted to give you an opportunity to come on here as a Hyper Queen performer and and say your piece and speak your mind. So okay. anything you'd like to say off the bat? Well, first off, I'm in a, in a little bit of a wine haze right now. Perfect. So. See? <laughs> this is what I do. I get them liquored up, and then I'm like, what do you have to say about her? Just kidding. So excuse me if I go into a tantrum. Perfect. Um, I also want to give a disclaimer that I don't I don't consider myself a representative for all... Right, 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 right. No, Queen, yeah, hyper yeah, queens. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone is a representative for all hyper queens. Right. Um, we all have a difference of opinion. I have talked just to- like I'm not a representative for all drag queens. This yes. is simply my little podcast that we're sitting in my little living room, yes. doing this. So yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, we all have difference of opinion. Some people I talked to after the fact did not like what what people what Maria and you had to say. Some people mm-hmm. were very much into what you and guys mm-hmm. what you guys were saying. So right. it's fine. I knew it um, would be a polarizing <clears throat> topic. It's been. A polarizing topic in the past when I've had discussions with with people. Yeah. Um, And I talked to Maria about it, too. I really do believe that... Well, first of all, I had known that this topic was going to come up for a couple of weeks because somebody had told me. So I was was aware that... Which is why I was very excited, uh, when it, when, and I was—I couldn't wait for it to come out. I was like, "Yes," because yeah. um, I really wanted to hear it. Um, I was not at least at the least offended. I was not offended, okay, good. at all. And I think, um, which you know, I said to Marina, I said to other people, is I was not offended mostly because I do not need Maria Topcat or Bev or Mr. Fahrenheit or anybody. To say validate. that I am a drag queen to validate the fact right. that I am a drag queen. Right. I I consider myself as such. Mm-hmm. If you know Maria does not consider me that way, that's fine. I don't. I, you know, right. I'm not. I'm not going to hate Maria because she says this. Right. I don't think that Maria said anything new either. I think a lot of drag queens, um, right. in general, feel this way. Maybe not so much from Philly, but just you know across the board. Right. And I think it is because so many of us are. I, I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm only 35, but like I'm an older, Ooh. I consider myself an old lady. Yeah. Like the older Queens that we're used to things a certain way, it's going to take us some time to adapt to yes. the newer, the newer fangled words mm. and terms and, and that type of thing. Yes. And, and I'm not going to lie, it's a little dorky of me, but I did um, look up and Google Webster's Dictionary's definition of a dry queen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and according to Webster, Maria is very right. Uh, you know, dry queen in the Webster's Dictionary is very much so a homosexual man impersonating a woman. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in that sense, Maria nailed it on the head. That's what it is. That's what it was defined as. That's what it was started right. as. It has since evolved right. um, beyond um, homosexual men. You know, there's drag kings now right. you know there's and i had a friend be like well do you think that's drag and i said i do because mm. i see it as it to me in order for it to be drag it needs to be some type of a transformation yeah i think just it created if you've created a character and you're you some some of those 
transitions into your character are easier than others. I just, I, I, my purpose in bringing up that specific topic was not, we had no intention of even going off on that tangent. Mm -hmm. It just kind of went there. Yeah, I understand. It was the wide. It was was kind of ran off that way. Yes. (laughs) Um, but no. And, um, I had, I had a conversation with a friend where I was like, I, as long as, as long as I feel like there's an effort put into it and you are creating a character that is different than yourself, then, then I'm, I have no problem calling that drag because you have mm-hmm. created mm-hmm. that character. I just, I mean, Maria was one like, no, it's theater. No, it's theater. I know. <laughs> but yeah. you're creating, you have, you, as long as you're creating a character and you're, you're, I don't know what I'm saying. No, I understand what you're saying. And, and to a point, it is theater. It is performance arts. Mm-hmm. But I also see when men do it as theater and as performance mm-hmm. art. Right. My father is very much so, uh, unfortunately, Republican. I hate to say that. But, mm-hmm. you know, he does not understand gay culture, right. drag queens. You know, he's very, you know, in terms of if anybody in the in the neighborhood would hear how he talks about, like, the drag queens, it would be like they would um, hate my dad. You yeah. know? But, yeah. so my da- but, you know, he's becoming slowly accepted, you know, accepting mm-hmm. because I do things. Um, but even... Even him, when he thinks of it, it's theater to him. You know what I mean? So that's how I have to explain things to him, you know, to get the point across of what we're doing or or what anybody's doing. So I don't think that it's not theater. It's not performance art. Um, One thing that I will say is that I have... um, When you go to, like, when you guys are talking about the PC police and things like that... there has been changes even within the hyper queen spectrum of what we should be called. Should we be called faux queens? Oh. Should we be called hyper queens? Right. Should we should be we called bio, bio queens? queens. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are we supposed to call ourselves? Mm-hmm. And and my thing is, is I, I, I will go with anything. Honestly, you can call me anything. I don't fucking care what you call me. You right. know, um, you can call me a faux queen. You can call me a girl up there in a fucking dress singing. You know, uh, lip syncing. I don't give a shit. As long as you book me, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know, as long as that check clears, honey. <laughs> as long as you book me, I don't give a fuck. Um, But my thing is, is, you know, we started it out as faux queens. That is how I knew it, you know, Mm -hmm. for a very long time. I entered a competition that was Philly faux Faux drag drag wars. wars. You know, I entered that um, with the premises to hopefully win that. I didn't, but that's okay, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And then at some point it changed where it was like, you know, it's wrong to call us faux queens. We're not fake. We're not this and that. We're hyper queens. You know, they're trying to separate us from being drag queens by calling us faux and fake. So we're going to call ourselves hyper queen. Well, you know, my thing is, is that that's fine. That's cool. I'll be a hyper queen. But at the same time, we're still separating ourselves. Right. You know, if we don't want to be separated from drag queens, why don't we just call ourselves fucking drag queens? Right. You know, and, it, and it's like, very, you know, very, very why can't point. I just, why do I still have to segregate myself within my own little community right. to be politically correct? Why can't I just say I'm a drag queen and, and call it a day? You know, um, and I'm, I say that. I'm waving my finger up in the air <laughs> for those who can't. I say that can't. more for like the PC policing that you were saying that was going on, because again, I, I'm not a PC police. I don't fucking care. Mm-hmm. But I, it's more to counteract what they might say because it's like you, you know what I mean. I'm, I'm no, drunk. No. <laughs> and speaking of which, I'm going to refill my wine. BRB! And we're back! So I've refilled our glasses of delicious blush. Yes. And here we're back. So, um, did you... Did we say any, any anything else that you feel like we should talk about? Um... And and as far as, I don't know what you guys were talking about when you were saying um, that there was a Facebook post. 
Correct. Um, because I, I don't know what particular Facebook post you were talking. I didn't. Right. I personally. Yeah. Didn't no, I don't want to call the person out. Directly. Yeah, I personally didn't see what you guys were talking My, about. And I was simply only using that as an example of things being posted online that only causes unnecessary bullshit. Like if you have a problem with someone, address that with that person. Yeah. Directly, which is hypocritical. I know for me to say because I'm not addressing it directly <clears throat> with that person now by talking about it on the podcast. Yeah. But. Um, I, my purpose in saying that was I just have a problem as someone who has worked very hard within this community mm. to make a name for myself. I, Marie and I were talking about like we put in our hours in the corner, in the dressing room as the new queen, waiting our turn, working our way up the ladder. And we are just it, using it as an example of this person coming into relatively new to our community in the local community and in within the drag community, because it has only been recently that the hyper queen movement has become a legitimate legitimized thing within the drag community, mm -hmm. at least to my knowledge. And I may be incorrect in that, but using it as have basically viewing it as a newcomer coming and being like, okay, this is how you need to be. This is how you need to act. This is how you need to speak. You can't use this word. You need to do this. You shouldn't be so lazy. I, I have a problem with that because it's like you haven't put in the fucking time in order to have that opinion. <clears throat> and that's just my opinion. Yeah. And I want to say two things on that. I'm going to go with what I can remember first. I'm still a little, I'm a little <laughs> getting, I'm getting a little wine drunk now. So let's do you go. Want some, do you want some pretzels? Do you, do you <laughs> need some bread? Are they soft need pretzels? Some toast? Do you need uh, some pretzels? Some, some this toast? is my third wine. Um, my first thing to that, as far as you were saying, the PC policing, again, I didn't see that particular post and I don't, I know who you're referring to. I personally don't know that person to be a PC police, at least for me and my mm -hmm. experience. Yeah. Um, I do know of others though that mm -hmm. are 10 times worse. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and here's my thing with it. Anybody, this is, this is something for life. You have to pick your battles. Mm -hmm. And I've learned this, you know, it goes for work. It goes for, you know, my drag. It goes for performing my son, mm -hmm. my family. You have to pick your battles. Mm -hmm. And it's like the chicken little story. If you are constantly PCing people, constantly ranting, this constantly raving. Yeah. yeah. Talking about what's wrong, what should be said, what should be, people are going to listen to you as if you're like the parents from Charlie Brown. It's just going to be like a wah, 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 wah. Yeah. Nobody's going to take you seriously. And then that one time that somebody does need to take you seriously, they're not going to because it's, oh, it's just this person ranting again. It right. is so much better to just kind of sit back and watch things happen and then say things and be strategic in the way you say them. And again, pick your battle as to what you want to do instead of constantly ranting and raving about every little fucking thing that pisses you off. And I'm waving like, my finger up in the air again. <laughs> like, you know, it, you know, sometimes silence says more than ranting. Silence right. is powerful. Silence, you know, can, can do a lot, you know, and I think people don't think about that. Sometimes just mm -hmm. sitting there and even so, because we are all performers, do a performance about something. Well, that can even be and powerful. Like, I'm... Uh, I'm the type of person, and like that particular post that I was referring to is from a while ago. I'm I'm the type of person where I see something, I I don't immediately react to it. I just file that shit away for later. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, you keep that fucking receipt. I yeah, understand. I file that shit away for later. <laughs> yeah. And use it as an example for something, which is how it got brought up in mm -hmm. the first place. Yeah. And I would feel that way about that person as I did if this was one of my drag wars girls that has only been 
around a relatively short amount of time, in mm. my opinion, and, and doing it. It's just, my thing is just, just, you shouldn't want to bend the community towards you. You should try to find your way within the community. Mm-hmm. That's the way I sort of had to. I learned these are the rivers that you you have to maneuver in order to work. Mm-hmm. You either maneuver those rivers and you work, or you fight with everyone and you don't work. Mm-hmm. And that's like that's the choice that you have to make, in my opinion. Yeah. And that you I can't that- expect people to bend to your whim just because you don't want to bend to theirs yes i agree with you i think a lot of that like you guys were saying in the last episode comes with age um mm-hmm. i think our age definitely we are gives old that biddies. to us mm-hmm. yes um for me in my own experience the fact that i'm puerto rican gives that to me because i've had to learn how to bend and how to move my way through things in a society that doesn't necessarily accept what i am uh-huh. you know so that to, and I, I think that a lot of it you know comes when i see people just get so upset so angry about something that really just means right. absolutely well, nothing Especially when like, we have so much bigger fish to we, fry. The, we, we were bombing Syria. Seriously. Like, you know, we have this president that's just a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many more things that's so much more important to be upset right. about. Right. You know, if you're that upset about something, go out and look at all of the homeless people that are on the streets that are sleeping on, on, on you know, the vents. I mean, be pissed about that. Mm-hmm. Don't be pissed because somebody called you a fucking faux queen or because somebody, right. you know, is misogynistic. You know, if you're misogynistic, I'm just not going to fucking deal with you. Right. You know, I just don't want to deal with you and that's it and I'm not going to you know see it here or there i'm not gonna hate you either but it is what it is there's just so many more things to be pissed off about and that's why i said you have to pick your battles because at the end of the day if you're complaining about everything you're really saying nothing because nobody's listening to you finger wagging no, again you know, nobody's nobody's fucking listening again. to you um and then another thing that i i wanted to actually ask you about was what exactly i think i know what you meant but i i want to get clarification on what you meant by um that you're allowing us into the community because i see it a certain way but i feel like other people took that as an offensive thing and saw right. it saw it a certain um, way. i meant it as I was, I will, I will say I was, of uh, when that RuPaul article came out a few years ago mm-hmm. where RuPaul gave an interview <clears throat> and when he was asked if at the time, I think they were still called faux Queens yeah. were going to be in, allowed in RuPaul's drag race. Um, he said, no, that's what Miss Universe is for. Yeah. And I know myself and a lot of the other more established Queens here in the city we were like, yeah, because that's to us at the time. That's what I still, I mean, like Maria brought it up. I was a mentor for B Reed when we did my, I did the the second cycle of, of faux wars and I had helped her through that, but I didn't see her at the end of that, I guess, as an equal to myself. Mm -hmm. I saw it as, okay, well that was like a fun thing to do. Like I viewed it as like when drag uh, RuPaul used to do, uh, drag you where yeah. they had a mentor they got up and dragged to like make themselves feel better and but like and it was a fun thing for them to do i i didn't at that time see it as a movement that was going to be accepted as a part of our community yeah and we kind of i i guess i kind of felt like we were not forced into accepting it but it was like if you don't you're an asshole so you better accept it and that's forcing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's bullying. Yeah. Uh, to uh, a sense. But, yeah. I mean, there were like, uh, I, I guess I just wasn't, you, you, you accept things through learning more about them and getting 
used to having that within your community. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what, I mean, I've had, I've booked several um, bio queens in mm-hmm. my show. I booked Eyeliner mm-hmm. for my next one. Yeah. Um, it's just for me, not coming from a background where that was part of the community, accepting it in was just more of a, I guess, a, 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 a transition. Yeah, and I and I understood that, but some people I know took it okay. as if, as if you, uh, you know, and they said it to me as if you guys were saying as if like women weren't accepted into the gay community, things like that. I didn't take it that way. Um, I personally didn't take it that way, but I could see how people right, and I could see how it could be taken that, that way as well. Heard it that way, and I mean, to me. Dr- uh, <laughs> I love your faces. I know. I'm so glad. I'm so glad this is camera, uh, not a camera. This is just audio. No, I am old school when it comes to my thoughts on like I am. I'm 35. Before I was doing drag, when I was a kid in Baltimore, I would go out to the pageants on the weekends, and these were men that put in a lot of fucking effort to transition into these these gorgeous. Women, Yeah. And I just, it's still hard for me and I am trying to be more accepting to just see a girl putting on a wig, putting on, like, I, I know it was like, it's her with just more makeup. I don't feel that way. Yeah. Like Maria said, it's just when I know the, the, the difficulty that I have to go through to create Bev, mm-hmm. I... It's easier for me to accept a, a bio queen performer when I see them putting in that same. Yeah. I just want people to put in the same amount of effort, I guess. Yeah, and as let me I and am. let me just say there are. I mean, um, there's only a, a there's really a handful of us here in Philly. Correct. There really is not a lot. Um, I, I've seen lately a lot of burlesquers trying their Correct. their step at drag mm-hmm. at female drag, but in reality, the girls who consider themselves solely you know, hyper drag queens in Philly, there's only about four or five of us, you mm-hmm. know, and even I'm starting to do burlesque now. So, mm-hmm. um, but you know, outside of that spectrum, um, I have seen many, you know, females do drag that totally transform. There's one that I follow online. I believe, I believe her name is like femme creme fatale. Mm-hmm. Um, her face just completely transforms. Like the things that she mm-hmm. does to her face, crimson her kitty hair. in New York city. Yeah. Like, like it's ridiculous. just amazing. Mm-hmm. And like, um, there's another queen that I follow. Um, her name is Maureen San Diego. She's fucking hysterical. Mm-hmm. She transforms into like this old lady kind of oh, like nice. persona. And she's extremely funny and extremely witty, you know? So there are a lot of people, you know, that do transform that way that, you know, look one way during the daytime, then totally become different at night right. when they, and then they are female. Um, my question to you though is, and I think this is why, you know, I know how and you like, guys- I started, I will say like, I started, one of the reasons I started with this podcast was to get to know performers, but also to like open myself up to yeah. other horizons that I don't know. I'm mm. not as educated yeah. on. Yeah, no, and that's that's good. I don't think that that's bad. Like yeah. I know it's been very drag centric, but I am trying to like start to branch out yeah. to include other types of performers because I don't want it to be just simply yeah. drag queens bitching about other drag queens. About bitching about other drag queens, yeah. yeah. Um one thing that I, I remember you guys talking about too is like like Maria was saying how, you know, you don't tell RuPaul who to put on RuPaul's show. And I believe that as well. I mean it's his fucking show and he's gonna right. put on whoever he wants to fucking put on and that's that. Mm-hmm. Um um, the one thing that I've heard, you know, other hyper queens say in kind of defense to that, which is kind of true, is, you know, RuPaul will put on a trans woman and put mm-hmm. her on there and she becomes a drag queen. And, you know, 
and trans women in, in all sense is, is are women are women you know they're women going up there becoming women you know mm-hmm. so it's like if RuPaul is willing to put on a trans woman why will he not but, put on a woman well, the, that and was I, born and I wholeheartedly agree but yeah. this is the first season where there has been a post-op trans woman. That he's known of beforehand. Right. Yeah. Every other cycle has been, the, the girl has either transitioned afterwards. Yeah, that's true. Or come out on the show as transitioning. Yeah. This is, Peppermint is the first post yeah, which well, I think I don't even know if she's post op, but she's living openly as a as a, as a woman, woman. Yeah, and I think that, that the show started filming. I think that that gives potential and hopes for the women out there that are doing hyper queen that, that do want to be on it. That maybe they can get their their step in the door at one point. Mm-hmm. Like, would I necessarily do that? No, but I mean, I do know that there are some good hyper queens out there mm-hmm. that would be fucking fantastic. And RuPaul and like RuPaul, you got to remember. Is underneath of all that shit, like a sixty-year-old man. Oh, I know. Yeah, he's old school. <laughs> I know. Like he's an old man with old man beliefs. He's set his ways. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, drag itself has changed so much in the last ten years because of RuPaul. And like, I Definitely. do these pageants um, for Comedy Queen, and I go down to Florida, and there are girls who like, like RuPaul is a curse word because they hate what RuPaul has done for the drag scene because. Everything is so based. Everything now in the in this RuPaul space, everything is so based on look. Everything is so based on social media. It's not really so much. It's not. It's not a talent show. It's a reality show. So these girls that go on there don't. They're a lot of them don't last because they were just there for good TV. And there's so many of these like girls that are working, doing gigs and doing pageants and stuff that that will never get that recognition and never get that money. So it's, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a, a weighted, look at us. We're both wine drunk now. Wine um, drunk. <laughs> um, it is. I mean, like RuPaul has opened a lot of doors, but he also has changed the face of drag a lot. I think too. so. I mean, I can remember being 10 years old watching RuPaul in House of Style mm-hmm. on MTV. And the whole reason why I wanted to do drag was because of RuPaul. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I, I grew up um, without a mother. My mother was not in my life. So I took a lot of mother figures from television shows. Correct. And RuPaul was definitely a mother figure for me at a very young age. Yeah. So I will never, you know, demand RuPaul to do anything. <laughs> you know, I right. may not like what RuPaul says, but right. at the end of the day, I will still always respect and admire mm-hmm. the, what he's yeah. done. And again, at the end of the day, it's just one other person's opinion too. Yes. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I, I don't recall being the one that was like, who the fuck are you to tell RuPaul? Um, but I mean, you can't, Ru- RuPaul is one person, which he's a person with, with a lot of authority, mm-hmm. but at the end, it is just one person's opinion. It's one person. And and we also have to all remember um, that everything evolves, you know, and Mm -hmm. and everything doesn't evolve overnight. It takes time. Yeah. You know, and in reality, um, you know, Faux Wars, what did we say? It only had like, what, three seasons? How many seasons did it have? Three. Three. And there hasn't even been a fourth one yet. Right. Right? So, I, we tried to do a fourth one, but I don't think there was enough interest. Exactly. So it. so it's like there's only been three seasons. So we'll say maybe like, what, four years that it's been happening? Mm-hmm. And and before that, from my knowledge is, the girls that did it before my season, they did some things afterwards, but not a whole lot, you know? Well, and we were supposed to have a hyper queen in this current cycle of Drag Wars. Nova Kane was supposed to be in it and, yeah. and dropped out due to... Personal reasons. Yeah. But, I mean, Mimi's open 
to it. So yeah. you don't have to wait around for well, that's a, why I said a, that you know another foe cycle to come around. Things take time. We can't expect to just kind of bum rush the door and have everybody accept us and everybody love us. It doesn't right. work that way. You know, things do take time. Things do happen slowly. And the fact that there's only a handful of us that are actually doing things mm-hmm. says, I mean, it's great that we are doing something, mm-hmm. but it also means that we have to kind of support each other and book each other and mm-hmm. work with each other to try to like raise us up to another level. Mm-hmm. And and I definitely believe when you guys said that you know you can't bum rush yourself into doing that. You're a hundred percent right. Like you can't go into a situation and be like, you must respect me, you must do this right. for me. Right. You know, I won this, so you have to. You you can't do that. You have to earn it. When do you earn it? I don't know. I mean, I could be doing this. And for there's five not a fucking handbook. Maybe it's I will earn it. I don't like, know. You 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 earn it the way I had to earn it. Like you you win people over by being respectful, being consistent, like not. Not being one of the squeaky wheels that's always complaining about shit online. Yeah. Yeah. So, I agree. Yeah. Well, cheers. Cheers. That was fun. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> so, um, so now let's transition to um, my favorite part of the show, which is always the 20 questions portion. Okay. Um, and this doesn't have to be just about, like, your uh, drag career, but also, like, any type of performance or whatever. Okay. But what's your uh, best memory on, on stage? Um, probably the first night of, um, Faux Wars when I first came to Philly and Mm -hmm. did it that first night. Your audition night? My audition night. Um, because I had never done anything like that before. What was your audition song? Uh, it was, uh, Turn Me On by Nicki Minaj. Okay. And I dressed up as best as I could as a Bride of Frankenstein. Mm. And did the bride- <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah, I, did I was the- trying to remember if I was there for that night. Yeah, I, yeah. I did the Bride of Frankenstein number, and I was so nervous. I was shaking, but it really felt good to do it. And then at the end, I, again, I didn't know anybody. Like I didn't even know any of the. I didn't know you. I didn't know any of the drag uh-huh. queens. Um, so I didn't get picked. <laughs> I was picked like last. It was between me and another. Uh, Daryline, I forget what her drag name is, but uh, it was me and Daryline. Rayon Harlow. Rayon Harlow. Yes, that's it. Um, oh. Sorry, Daryline, I'm drunk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Daryline. <laughs> shout out to Daryline. Yay! Uh, but it was between me and Daryline, and you know, Mr. Fern had to pick somebody, and I could just remember hearing people, which Josh said he was part of it. Some other people were, where they were just chanting Allentown. To pick me, <laughs> they were like chanting Allen Town, Allen. Maybe they were just a big fan of the Billy Joel <laughs> song Allen Town. No, it was for me. <laughs> <laughs> so that was probably one of my best my best nights because I didn't know anybody and I walked out of there, you know, with friends. I remember the first time I I do remember that one now that you mentioned it, but I remember being like yes when you did. The Maya Rudolph. Beyonce? Uh, yeah, that was uh, all Fahrenheit. Uh, um, <laughs> the, um, the Star Spangled Star Banner. Star Spangled Banner. Yes. Oh, my God. The fucking Maya Rudolph. Yeah. version was like. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, your lip sync was on point. Me and so Fahrenheit were so good, good working together. Like, I feel yeah. like that was a perfect pairing. He's such an idiot. And such I love an it. idiot. And I, I don't. I, I'm funny in a sense, but he's, like, a genius to me. Mm-hmm. And he and I worked well together because we're both procrastinators. You know, very much so a last minute person. So we would literally talk talk about it like through one text and then <laughs> and then just show up and then I just show up to his house he'd beat my face and we'd talk about it some more and then we'd go there and do it, do it. like we worked very well together that's good that's yeah good. Uh, what's your most embarrassing memory um I'm sure I've fallen at some point I've always fallen everybody falls yeah but yeah. like yeah I, I'm more than sure that I've fallen at some point I can't think of a specific thing right oh, okay. now but okay alright so um do you have any advice for any girls out there who might want to go down this road to do drag. Yeah, I mean, just do it. I don't... Um, it's always good to find a mentor 
find mm-hmm. somebody who are, has already been doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be afraid to ask the the male drag queens because there are, you know, I mm-hmm. feel like regular drag queens are willing to help us as long as you're nice about it, not a bitchy, and you know, right. um, are willing to listen and learn and and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. So definitely find a mentor. Um, definitely enter competitions. I think they're so important. Mm-hmm. Um, without competitions, a lot of yeah. us would not be here. There's a lot of flack about competitions. It's like, girl, that's how you put in your that's time. That's how you start And that's how you yeah. get seen. Exactly. That's how you get seen. Like, I- you can't expect to get booked and not have done shit. Like I tell my girls happen. with Drag Wars, I'm like, yeah, it's important that you bring people, your friends and family and stuff to a competition. But the rest of that room is people who may not be yeah. there for you. And it is your responsibility to, to get those people to like you and to get those people to want to vote for you. And yeah. that's how you impress people and you win people over. Like, that's how you make a name for yourself. Yeah. My yeah. advice would be to enter every competition that you can fucking enter. Yeah. Like, every competition that you can, just so that you can be seen throughout the experience community. on a stage. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And also, you know, talk, you know, get to know the right people. And again, just be courteous and nice and respectful and, and yep. willing to listen. I think that's most important. Yep. So, do you anything coming up you want to plug? Um, doing Queer People of Color uh, this Friday, April 28th. Where's that? It's going to be at Chibo. Did Chibo. I say it? Chibo? Chibo. Um, whatever. Uh, Kaibo. It's going to be at Tybo. It's going to be at Tybo. Whatever the fuck it's called. Chibo. Chibo on uh, February 20th. No, oh my God. April 28th. <laughs> it's going to be two months ago. <laughs> April 28th and then on the 29th I'm doing um, Drag Lesk that's going to be at Toasted Walnut cute on, and then um, Bear Less of course is first Friday every month and you have and, your own show and Sister Bear is going to be uh, first Sunday so May 7th is and Sister Bear and tell us quickly what Sister Bear is Sister Bear is a, kind of like a spinoff to Bear Less it's body positive for women um, for burlesque of course um, it we have a cast that's all female. Um, we do have one bear less boy a month, though, that okay. will come and perform mm-hmm. with us. Because um, Josh always got to have a concept and then do something that doesn't fit in with it. Perfect. Always got to have a bed in there. Keep going. That's fine. That's fine. I'm the token um, drag queen in, in fucking bear less. <laughs> we actually talked about having a drag queen at Sister Bear eventually. So okay. we okay. eventually want to do that. Um, we have to get, we only had one show so far, so we have yeah. to get a couple more underneath our belt. Yeah. But um, it's basically about body positivity, about loving yourself, um, no matter what size you are, you know, there's a lot of uh, burlesters that are fabulous out there that are plus size Mm -hmm. that I see do not get booked for shows as Mm -hmm. much as, you know, other women do. And I wanted to give an opportunity for the plus size women to always know that they're going to get booked for something, you know? Um, So they're definitely going to do it. And then I've also seen... I've also had women come up to me say that, hey, I want to do this, but they're afraid and they don't think they can do it because mm-hmm. they don't think that they're going to get booked or whatever because they're of a certain size. Where at least now the Sister Bear show shows them that, yeah, it's possible. You can get booked and you can do this and and you can be fabulous and wonderful. So awesome. that's what Sister Bear is about. I'm just about. noticing how fabulous your nails are. Thanks. Yes. Come on, Claus. Come on, Claus. Come on, Claus. Well, Kitty, you've been a delight. Thank, Thank you for joining you. me. Thank you for having me. Cheers. Yes. And I'm glad we could uh, talk about that stuff. And uh, thank you also for... I'm, 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 I am a little bit drunk We're as drunk, well. yeah. <laughs> Damn you, Vela. Um, that box was... Tip it, Kathleen. Tip it, Kathleen. <laughs> all right. Listen for our next episode next week, and we'll see you all later. Bye. Yeah, so that was my interview with the fabulous Miss Kitty Devereaux. 
I appreciate you all tuning in week after week to listen to my humble little shit show here. I invite you to follow me on Instagram for all announcements uh, related to the Bevelations. My Instagram is at itsbevbitch. Stay tuned for my monthly, I mean, my Monday uh, RuPaul's Drag Race recap editions and next week's Wednesday interview. And I will see you soon. Bye.